0: hey this is reza this is sandy welcome to the stone cold sober podcast
1: thanks for stopping by
0: to the 439th episode of the stone cold silver podcast almost blundered the number even though i just said it almost i heard yeah, you yeah I you, heard, heard you had what the recovery? T- 30 yeah, yeah yeah you heard it <laughs> oh man what a weekend um so yeah sandy i have a actually the first uh first trip for work first i don't i don't, don't want to call it a business trip that sounds too official uh first like business trip uh of this of this job uh, coming up this week um it's gonna be where are you sp-
1: going where are you going what are you doing
0: yeah so we're going to boston uh i'll be there from tuesday to thursday so flight out i think is at like 11 11 30 a.m on, on tuesday so i'm gonna drop gordon off at daycare and then from there i'm just gonna head straight down to the airport and um yeah, I'll, I'll be there. Uh, come back Thursday at like seven, or I land at like seven p.m. So the flight's a, it's like an afternoon flight. I can't remember the specific time that I board, but I'm going for a work conference. Uh, so it's a face to face. There's this consortium that I'm a part of, consortium that I'm part of, um, where they're, they um, try to, or they have actually acquired five hundred thousand samples from uh, from uh, individuals of Finnish descent. So the general idea sample a large population of individuals and see what you can learn from their genetics and what commonalities there are between people who have been diagnosed with specific diseases. Try to pinpoint those uh, those mutations or tie those mutations to, to specific genes. And in an ideal world, you can uh, learn new genes that you can actually target to help treat those diseases. So um, this is a conference. It happens every six months. So in the past, I've just joined virtually And, uh, and of course, there's still going to be a virtual uh, version of it now. But given COVID travel restrictions, it wasn't possible for me to go for the first year or so. And then even over the last like year, I've just generally feel a bit guilty leaving Lena with just Gordon. I guess just, you know, she's a busy person too. So to me, it's, if I don't have to go somewhere, I'm just like, yeah, sure, I'll stay. But um, it was presented, you know, a couple of people have recently been, uh, I, you know, just one of the topics of conversation everything now and again, people ask, oh, have you got? are you going to any conferences this year? There's like, you know, a ton of different conferences. But one of the big ones, for instance, is the uh, American Society for, uh, for Human Genetics. And um, that's a big conference once a year, of course. And um, a lot of people go there. A lot, of, you know, a lot of people in the in the human genetics space go there, and some one of my coworkers, he was like, "Oh, you should definitely go." Like, he's got a wife and two kids, and he goes, he said that um, what he does is he often, uh, you know, he has the company pay for his travel, but then he buys a, a ticket for his wife and kids too. And then they just stay later, you know. Especially like depending on the location, but if it's like you know uh, a desirable location to travel to with his family, he'll just take them along with him. So there's a possibility in six months when the next uh, when the next conference uh, it's uh, called FinGen, the next FinGen conference is uh, that one's happening in Finland. So maybe Lena ah. Gordon and I will uh, will take that trip out to uh, to Finland if the company's willing to pay for me at least uh, to go you know twice in one year. Um. But yeah, that's it. It's a fairly, again, fairly short thing. Um, I really appreciate, like there are times with where, where the at conferences, at least in, like the academic space where the conferences are like, they start, like the morning session starts at like 8 a.m. local. And then like the last official event ends at like 8 or 9 p.m. There's like, after that, you know, people are always like, they're socializing, talking to each other, I mean, like, I just get so tired. And like, there'll be several days of this, which is, uh, which is tiring and exhausting. Now, granted, this is overall a fairly small conference compared to, to others that I've been to in the past. But I really do appreciate that this conference, like their schedule is like nine to like 430 or something. So anytime after, like, you know, you can, you can hang out with people, you can get dinner with people, or if you want, you could just go back to your room and, uh, you know, Check your emails, talk to your wife and kid, for instance. So I really appreciate that aspect of it. There's only one full day. I arrived Tuesday. It's like an unofficial dinner. Tuesday is the is the the first full day, or sorry, Wednesday is the first full day, and then Thursday is only a half day, and then head right back home. So Gordon, uh, Lane, and I typically don't tell Gordon when one of us is traveling, just because like it never really works. It never goes so well. He's always like asking about it, then he gets upset it's always just like this whole affair. It's this whole big thing. Like when, when we went to uh, Salt Lake city last week, for instance, he didn't know that we were leaving until the morning of. Um, And so I did tell him this time, um, so he's, he's aware that I'm leaving, but he also knows that it's like, a, it's a super short trip. So, uh, and he's, he's getting a lot better with his days of the week. So when I tell him oh I'm leaving on Tuesday, he goes through the day, he's like, okay, today's Sunday. So he goes like, he has a days of the week song in his head. So he goes Sunday to Monday. He goes, okay, tomorrow's Monday. And he goes, and then he starts over the song again. He goes Sunday to Monday then monday to tuesday okay you leave tuesday you leave the next day after that and then he goes through again to try to figure out where thursday is and realizes oh he's only going to be gone for two days like that's not that big of a deal so um yeah which really i guess kind of three days but whatever um i'll be back and 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 i will probably or possibly get to see him before he actually falls asleep because he's been pushing his bedtime a little bit later and later lately which is uh bit taxing like today today tonight and I know it was for you but tonight was was uh was an annoying one so um anyway I think that's that's pretty much it for this trip should I should I should we shift over and hear a little bit about your week um
1: yeah sure I mean it was the first week yeah it was my first week of work um it was really tough I'll say one thing that I'm noticing and I am certainly guilty of it and it's so interesting how there is this really big divide where, and you and I have talked about this in the past, you just don't know what you don't know. And especially with kids, you have no idea until you're essentially like waist or even like head deep <laughs> in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like, I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Like there was a time where I was like, oh, you're on maternity leave or you're on family leave. Like, so that's just like a paid vacation. You're just chilling at home. The kid mm-hmm. just sleeps all day. You're just chilling. You're not doing nothing. Like, it's got to be so easy.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, I, I'll be honest. That's how I felt, right? And then, like, being in it, you're like, all right, well, let's be honest. Like, the kid kid has, especially that early on, that you're still at, like, newborn stage before that first month. You're like, all right, kid's got defined feeding times. Defined feeding volume targets, And, you know, like the feed times, if it's every two hours, it doesn't start, the the clock doesn't start when you're done the feed. The clock starts when you start the feed. And the assumption is the kid's going to want to eat when they're supposed to and when they're actively eating, that they're going to eat the correct way. All Mm -hmm. of these are massive assumptions, right? You've got nipple confusion, you've got just like tantrums, the fact that you give a, You know, we're giving Riley like around 100 mils now. And you got to, you can't have, I can't have Riley eating the whole 100 mils on her back, obviously. Um, Having her sit up a little bit, but she keeps kicking because she wants to lay back. Yeah. And you got to burp her because God knows. I I tried once letting her drink 100 mils, no problem, like all the way through, just slowly, you know. Mm -hmm. And then there's that first round of burps that go down. And then she passes out, and I just fucking know, dude, that there's another round of burps, like somewhere buried deep. I and I made a mistake of putting her down, and then she was she lost her mind. And when, when Riley loses her mind, you just got to triage this shit, right? It's like, all right, dirty diaper and hungry, those are the top two, right? Easily 85% are, are one of those two options. And then there's usually gas. Then it's like, all right, does she need to burp or does she need to fart? um and then it's like is she just not feeling was she too hot because you know we we encountered the first time where she was crying because she was sweating and we didn't realize she was like hot you know because she was like laying on our chest under a blanket but slowly but surely I just felt the back of her neck because oh this is a little wet and then she started crying I was like all right let's take the blanket off you and then she was fine but thankfully we haven't gotten to the phase of she's just losing her mind just to lose her mind you know yeah I'm sure that's coming I'm sure that's coming, but this whole weekend, like we're we're still in the phase of like every weekend somebody's coming over to to meet her, which is super mm-hmm. fun and exciting. But it's just tough because like today we had friends come by, we had Carolyn's friends come by, and while they were coming by, like Riley had, she basically lost her mind on the changing table, and she's doing this thing where, like you can tell obviously when the diaper is blue. The the blue line, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, cool. There's something in there. Super easy. That's that's like a super advanced diaper technology that I'm sure we're all really grateful for. <laughs> Open it up, clean her up, and then just as I slide the next uh, diaper down, I just hear it, and she's just like projectiles into the next one. It's like, all right, cool. Not great, whatever. And then just as I clean her up again, she pees all over herself on top of the third diaper and i'm just Sheesh. like we're just it's just like one of those <laughs> things right now i'm just like all right i'll and she gets really sensitive to the cold wipe which i'm sure we all would yeah and so she freaking hates getting her diaper changed she mm. is she there's like five levels of crying she usually hits the third or fourth because i'm trying to like hold her legs back because i'm doing that thing right where like you open up the diaper. And I got have it where it's like she's still kind of wearing it, but it's just open so that when she goes, especially when she projectiles, mm-hmm. like it hits the diaper. But you know, there's a spray sort of vector that happens. So a lot of times she sprays off of it onto the pad that we got. Um, but it's still being caught by something. And I know that the easy thing to do would be to just pull the diaper out from on her. She's staying on the pad, which is fine. But then when she starts you know, urinating or, you know, defecating. She I don't want her to be sitting in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So then it's like, all right, then I gotta put the the wipe underneath. It as a buffer, yada yada. But like it's just one of those things where like in my head I'm like getting really frustrated with her because I'm like, why are you doing this? And then immediately oh, yeah. when I ask myself that question, I'm like, oh, there's like no reason. She has no <laughs> idea what she's doing. So right, it's like right. in a really really like vulnerable thing. I'm just like, she's really teaching me patience on a level that like, is really hard for me to understand. Cause a lot of times with like my base understanding of the world is people act in their own self-interest and you can really understand why people do sometimes crazy things. It's just like, Oh, you just, you're selfish. Everyone's selfish to some degree, but when you're trying to rationalize newborn actions or baby actions, you like the whole argument and like, model falls apart right right and so especially when it's during the day it's like listen this is it It, sometimes this is gonna take longer than the other ones and then when she's like screaming out of her lungs and we're talking like her whole body gets red she's super tense her legs Mm -hmm. like to lock up so she doesn't you know she doesn't want me like getting in there to like clean her so she'll just like keep her legs straight and stiff and so you're like I don't know about you, but like, I remember you saying Gordon was really strong. It's like sometimes, dude, it's really fucking hard to be pulling those leg back. You know what yeah. I mean? Because you're like, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to break you. I can go a lot harder, but I'm mm-hmm. obviously not going to do that. And it's like, um, it's like, you know, what are we doing? What are we doing? It is what it is. I mean. I'm saying that when it's 10.45 on a Sunday. But the the big thing as we get back to, you know, the the work week. So, like, Monday, Tuesday, we were still doing every two hours, right? But we weren't each getting up every two hours. We were doing the, like, every other um, bit. But when she's, like, I mean, you know, uh, an overnight feed at 2 a.m., the actual feeding time could be 15 minutes. But there's, like, the bottle prep. That has to happen. The warming of the bottle. The diaper change. And then like post feed, you got to do the burping and all that stuff. And it ends up being about an hour, frankly. Like yeah. I've gotten into about 45 minutes when that's like a gold medal run where everything aligns. <laughs> but yeah. I couldn't afford. And I was running. I was getting run ragged uh, Monday, Tuesday. I'm just like, yeah, I'm getting four or five hours of sleep. But those are like in two, two and a half hour blocks, maybe. So I'm just napping all night. And try to go to Carolyn, and I was just like, hey, listen, th- this ain't working. We got to figure something out. So what we're trying to do right now is um, I do the last two night feeds, whether okay. it's 10 p.m. or midnight or whatever, because I'm used to going to bed that late. And then Carolyn does the overnights, whether that's the 2 o'clock or the 4 o'clock or what have you. And then I pick back up at around anything after 5 o'clock in the morning I, I take over. And anything after 5 a.m., I'm basically up for the rest of the day. So, like, what I do is I'll take care of her. And then once she's put down, which could be by 6 a.m. or 6.30, then it's Carolyn. Like, Carolyn takes over for the rest of the day until I get off of work. But I'll take Oliver for a nice long walk in the morning because I'm realizing that he's starting to... exhibit some behavioral changes you know mm-hmm. he's starting to feel i don't i'm not gonna say he's starting to feel left out but he's starting to do some things which is like all right let's, let's make sure you get the exercise you need make sure you get the focus you need um and then i come back home brush my teeth maybe shower i'm, I'm down to like because i'm not working out anymore obviously which, is, which sucks because I know yeah. like hormonally for me, that's like throwing me off. But mm-hmm. I just don't have the time or the energy right now to like, it's I'm tough. trying to do stuff like during the day, you know, like every hour or like right before the hour changes, I try to get like a few uh, curls with the weights okay. that I have or I try good. to get some push ups in. But, you know, I'm a runner, right? So like I, I miss, I miss that, but we'll get, we'll get back to it. Um, it's right. nice also because it's been so cold that it's like all right well i'm not gonna run in 20 degree weather it's not a big deal but like my friends are marathon training my buddy in the congrats to him he just finished the tokyo marathon oh wow uh, that was today uh, nice and so you know just bringing up like those like you know i'm uh I, I like that kind of stuff but you know anyway so going back to it like I sit down for work at around, like, 7 a.m., 7.15, and I'm just trying my best to gun as much work between 7 a.m. and 9 a.m. when, like, I can really heads down some stuff. Uh, and then it's just a shit ton of meetings, and I'm off by 5, 5 30 now. Like, you know, I used to work real late, and I just don't have the energy, capacity, or availability to do that anymore. And so I'm trying to front load a lot of that stuff where instead of doing like the 7 to 7 p.m., 9 p.m. block, why don't we do that 7 a.m., 9 a.m. block? As Because if I'm not working out, you know, that's like an hour in the morning that I get back. Um, trying to do that. So that's, yeah. uh, that's where I'm at.
0: Okay. Yeah. I. So it, it sounds like the. The changes for riley are way harder than they ever were with gordon like gordon didn't really go when the diaper was off it almost sounds like riley's like eager to get the diaper off so that she can let some yeah. more Yeah. which is interesting i i mean i've heard a lot about you know just the differences between girls and boys relative to potty potty training but i didn't really i, I haven't really talked to anybody about like the differences when it comes to diapering in general um one thing lana did mention to me when we were talking the other uh, the other day was that what we did with gordon was that we've almost always had him in a size above for nighttime diapers so we specifically get nighttime diapers to help make it through the night without any leaks or blowouts and mm-hmm. we were and then we were giving him a size up um i can't remember where we heard that or she even said it to me when we were talking about it but um, it worked pretty well for us. We didn't really have too many issues when it came to the nighttime diapering, um, at least again relative to blowouts and leaks. Um, it's not perfect because we're still in we're still in diapers or at least pull ups now, and he does have occasional leaks. But um, it, it worked pretty well when he was a baby. Um, but yeah, the other thing is, yeah, dude, like it's it's impossible to know. It's impossible to understand exactly how time-consuming and exhausting it is to have a child i mean and i remember it around this stage where you are now like being up in the middle of the night and just like i'm so fucking tired right now and like the thing is you can't like reset you can't just like it can't go away like this is just now present right Um, i I don't say that to like (laughs) try to, to freak you out or anything right but like well, it, it does get better, first of all. Like, there, those you will start to get sleep more. You'll start to sleep more uh, and, and better. I have heard that girls in general are far better at being potty trained. Both of my nieces basically told their parents they didn't want to wear diapers anymore at night. And uh, my uh, one of my nieces, uh, Aya, I think by two, before she was three, she was nighttime potty trained. And uh, my other niece, Zuri, she... Was I think around three ish. Gordon has shown zero interest in being potty trained at night. And I think I mentioned this before, but the doctor was like, Yeah, issue. They, they wouldn't be concerned uh, until he was like seven. If he was seven years old and we're still doing diapers, that's when they're concerned. I'm like, "Like, Wait, what? So Gordon, four and a half, still wearing nighttime di- or, you know, nighttime pull ups. And hit. like he literally, refuse it he he will wake up in the middle of the night and pee in the diaper rather than go to, going to the toilet and then he'll come get me and say that he's scared and he needs me to help him go back to sleep um so those that that's that's um anyway that's that's me kind of ranting <laughs> about my issues yeah but um oh yeah, i had no, like, i
1: had a I had what's it called one of the i had my first real blowout today oh yeah uh i know you and i talked about it before and you were like, oh, you, you never know when, uh, if Riley's, like, sc- scooching around in her sleep or something, like, you know, moves a diaper a touch. Yeah, so this yeah. morning, like, I completely forgot the story, but it was like, I wake up, I'm doing the 6.30 feed, and I'm feeding her, and it's fine. And, you know, babies, they'll, they don't care where they are. If they got to go. They got to go, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I had that confidence. So, um, <laughs> Mr. That's, White that's Knuckles. What, you know what I mean? Oh, dude, are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm, I'm a semi-pro at that. But uh, she'll learn. No. Um, so she's she's eating and I feel it. And I go, all right, well, you know, we're going to have to change that in a minute because I'm not going to put her down in a dirty diaper. That's just like... Yeah. You, you can't hot potato or something like that. You just got to get get ahead of it. You know what I mean? Buy yourself some time. Mm-hmm. Do your feet yourself a favor. And then all of a sudden... My hand feels wet. And I go, oh, yeah. no. So I looked down. I took a photo. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's doo-doo, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and so what I did was I put it on the changing table. and I took it off immediately. Yeah. And I looked up, like, "All right, which of the stain removers do I have? That makes sense. Because I've got, like, a, a Tide one. And I've got a Clorox one. I'm trying to figure out like, all right, so at first I like, I rinsed it in the bathroom sink. I tried to get as much of the biomatter out of the organic matter out of it, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're right. She like scooched a little bit and just came out the side of her leg. I was like, yeah, it's like if you're even if you're an inch off, that's all you need. Um, so I like rinsed it and then I was like spraying it with a Clorox. And so I did like an emergency load of laundry because they're like, let this, let this uh, thing sit for five minutes. And obviously if you have in unit washer dryer, it's like not a big deal at all to throw like a little bit of stuff in, you know? Yep. Yep. Um, that's that's got to be clutch like, for you. Well, so, so I'm, I'm talking about you. You got oh, uh, yeah. washer dryer in your house. Yeah. I don't. I got a run dot. Oh,
0: oh, the, oh. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, okay. it's, it's, I mean,
1: you know, I was thinking about getting like a baby's uh, washing machine, which only holds, like, you can only wash baby clothes in it because it's like such small volume. But I was I like, well, oh, this have was, thing. For that. Yeah, I this was a thing. Yeah, you can right look up, like, 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 it up on Amazon right now. Like, like, you yeah. know. So, wow. But I was like, you know what? It's fine. So, like, I cleaned it. I put the stain remover in. And then, five minutes later, after I put it back down, I go, all right, this is what we're going to do. I'm gonna take Oliver out with me. So I took him into the laundry room. He sat there patient, patiently, but I got washed basically like a half load, but it's like she she unfortunately stained like a uh, an outfit that we really liked. and so I wanted to clean as quickly as we did. Right. It's got like a magnetic enclosure and it's got like this lycra. So no material. So it's super stretchy.
0: Okay.
1: Um, But like we're, we wear a lot of like, we were given a lot of baby clothing. We've only bought like two outfits.
0: Yeah. Yeah. um, That
1: she's like not even big enough to wear. And we got a lot of Carter's outfits and we were really big fans of the double zipper, you know? Um, as few things with buttons as possible. But like when it gets warmer, she's not going to be wearing that many clothing. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be real honest with you. Yeah. Um, it's just so much easier if they're like not wearing like all this stuff that they're bundled up in. Yeah. But anyways, you know, ran, ran the load of laundry, took all of her out for a nice walk and it timed it so that when we got back, it was just like swap over to the dry cycle. Um, but you know, scheduling wise, Carolyn and I for weekdays, I want to try it again for this upcoming week. Uh, We're going to, she'll do the overnights and I do the late nights and the, um, and the early mornings. But then on weekends, what happens is I'll still do the, I'll do like the later nights. So I try to go one extra and then take over and, uh, sort of do like the morning so that she can sleep in. So I'll do like the 637 and I'll do the nine and then I'll have her wake up at around the 11. Just like. Give her – because she's got a pump, right? So uh, she can't really sleep forever anyways because it gets right. physically uncomfortable for her. Yep. Um, so that's what we're doing. So it's like we're, we're, we're trying to make it work. We'll see if it works. Um, I think looking back, the one thing I would not have done or – w- or rather what I would have done differently is I would have taken my entire paternity leave all at once. I was given – so I have five weeks. But I took two and then three. So, like, I took the first two. And I'm going to wait to take the three, like, June 17th to July 10th. Uh Um, And I'm telling you, dude, like, oh, I was in the hospital for, like, half of the first week. So, when I got home, I, I only had 10 more days or whatever. And I'm just like, man, not enough, frankly, to, like... Feel like I've got my stuff together, you know. But it is what it is. I'm in. I'm in a pretty interesting time at work where I probably could have taken the time, but in long term wise, it's probably not the best. But that's also like late stage capitalism. Part of me talking. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So
1: um, I mean, that's really it. So you know, it's just she's Riley really found her voice. I'll say we were really. Uh, naive when we were like oh she's so quiet the first few days when she's born and then we were just learning that like oh yeah it's because she's got so much melatonin so coursing through her body now she's when she wails she wails so we we, I, we yeah. lovingly call her our little gremlin um, <laughs> and then when she goes beyond gremlin mode she's in goblin mode um, and so it's just she is she's a crier dude and it's so funny because I'm just like, I go to her and I'm just like making fun of her. I'm like, oh, like it's so <laughs> hard to be born on the Upper East Side is so hard for you. Um, but, you know, falling on deaf ears.
0: Yep. No. You it's, ever find uh... out? One last thing. One last thing. You ever find
1: uh-huh. out that like when Gordon was young and you're feeding him that like every once in a while he'll like throw his head around as if he's like trying to leap out of your arms?
0: Uh I guess so. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, while. Yeah. So we we initially did bottles for a little bit. Um, Again, like I I know I've talked a little bit about this, but the breastfeeding was really tough early on, and so we did Uh bottles. We even did a, a, a short stretch of formula before we got into the groove of things, and eventually the breastfeeding like really took, and kind of never looked back from there. We did bottles occasionally, but it was just like, and Lena was pumping a lot so we did have a lot of milk. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we just didn't use the bottles anywhere near as much as we did during that first, like a month or so. I can't quite recall exactly how he was with, uh, like, what I, what I will say is he was very aggressive going at it, which was, like, terrifying yeah. for Lena. Um, but he would do the same thing with, with the bottle. So he would, like, really, like, shake his head as he, like, opens his mouth and aggressively goes at it. Um, but he didn't quite, like, throw his head back, I don't think, uh, as if he was about to, like, leap out. Um, he, he, he would just seem so eager to get on because he was always hungry.
1: Yeah. So Riley will do this thing where when I'm burping her all of a sudden she's like I was told that newborns like don't have the neck muscles but she came out of the womb she's <laughs> like she's like, like a formula like, one driver <laughs> yeah she's like whipping her hair back and forth mm-hmm. like she's got that formula like you saw that uh, gif of somebody trying to mash carlos signs his head into the birthday cake and he like didn't move at all because yeah. he's got like elite neck muscles mm-hmm. yeah she but what like what Riley will do is that like, when i'm burping her and i've got her over my shoulder all of a sudden she'll like throw herself like to the three o'clock or nine o'clock and i'm like this is why you can't be doing this shit like half asleep because if you were half asleep and she just she's got like what essentially <laughs> suicidal tendencies to be like i want to eat myself head first off of this like wherever i am and so it's so funny that like she's like just throwing so like i've got like i've got to like if i've got her over my left shoulder i've got to like chicken wing my left arm so like i've got it like holding it out almost like i'm on a drum line just so that when she does it she like throws her head into like the crook of my elbow yeah it's so interesting what these kids are like programmed to do it's like that's that someone's got to debug that bro
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah uh yeah, I don't know, man. Every every kid's different too. That's the other, that's the other crazy thing. Like as much as much as like um su- the, their support groups and podcasts and everything for for everything. But the other the the one thing is that every child is different. So, um, yeah, like you yeah. you will certainly find other people who are going through very similar things. But at the end of the day, no two kids are are quite the same. And so you really learn you like I I think. As much as it is a learning process for Riley as she learns just to, how to navigate this crazy world of ours, there it is a major learning curve for you. And, uh, you know, eventually you and Carolyn will will really find a bit of a groove with the feedings, with the diapering, with the sleep, and, and it, it, things will start to fall into place. The one thing that I will say is that kids also are constantly evolving and learning. And so eventually she'll learn how to speak or she'll start, you know, rolling over in the middle of, of the night or, um, you know, faking you out with <laughs> on purpose <laughs> at times. Um, and then the, the sleep regressions, which I think if I remember correctly, the chart for like how much a baby cries, it increases, it goes, you know, when they're, when they're like newborns, it's not so much crying, like it's new. You're certainly hearing, you're so like, oh wow, there's, you know, There's crying. I wonder if it gets worse, and then it gets a lot worse, and then it really peaks out. Yeah, it really peaks out at about like six weeks before it starts to come back down. Um, The what I find even more annoying than than that than the crying of like a a newborn when you know in the middle of the night is actually when Gordon currently throws tantrums and starts crying over like the dumbest shit. That's that's probably worse because you know he knows better, and Riley doesn't know better. So it's easy to forgive. It's frustrating, especially when you want to go to sleep and when you can't get it to stop, but you also forgive it and you understand, like, damn, I wish we could get this to stop, but it doesn't necessarily mean, like, what's wrong with you type of thing, right? Um, does that make sense? So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, so much learning. Um, no matter how much time you took off for paternity leave, I'm not sure it would have ever been enough. So... That's I guess at least you're getting it. At least you're you know it's one week down. Hopefully this week will be a little bit easier. It's, you know you've you've navigated it once. Um, you start to learn a little bit more. And again, as Riley gets a bit older, she'll start to settle down too. Like she'll she'll learn. She she understands where she is, or she's going to start to recognize where she is. And you know she's no longer in the comfort of mom. She's uh you know out and exposed to this to this again really weird world but she'll start to figure it out and and it won't be as taxing
1: yeah i hope so i mean like you said um you don't know until you know and we're surely so on that stage of like finding figuring everything out in real time and so it's uh it's it's it is what it is right like it's it's gonna happen this way and there's no way out but through and so just like try to keep our head down you know
0: yeah um other thing i forgot to mention uh last time yeah. we talked so we did talk about like the microwaving the diaper wipes um worse of the diaper the baby wipes um one thing Lena reminded me of is that because we didn't like especially night um at nighttime diapers we didn't have a microwave in the bedroom, so you know the where we were changing Gordon was upstairs at nighttime. So you know, getting him ready for bed in the in the middle of the night, as well as morning diaper changes, we would just do it. We would do the wipes. Um, But what I did was I would like ball up one or you know one, two, three, however many I thought I needed, and I would just like breathe on them. I would just ball them up into my into my fist, and then I would just cut my hands or yeah uh, leave a little bit of gap between my thumb and index finger and i would literally just breathe on them a few times and it would it would help warm it up at least so it wasn't so ridiculously cold um it it really sounds like riley hates (laughs) being changed again gordon wasn't really like that um He didn't like, there were definitely times where he didn't like being changed, especially as he was around like nine months to one year old. Um, Again, like when he was getting really strong, his legs, like he would, he could almost kick himself, flip him over, flip himself over on the changing table. Um, So there were definitely, there was definitely a period where he didn't like being changed. Um, But at this age, he was generally pretty cool with it. And again, we're just so much stronger than him. It didn't matter. But um, he didn't really react too much to the temperature. I feel like we did that kind of. Because we knew it would be, it would suck to have something really cold on him, um, and he, he he didn't react so so negatively to it. Regardless,
1: gotcha. We uh, we bought this thing from that company, Love Every. Uh, it's L O V E V E R Y. Um, and it's basically like these like little boxes of like activities and toys. Yeah. And so we got the first one and it's just like, you know, the high contrast cards, I'm basically putting it in front of her and I'm just, I'm going, I'm I'm trying to subliminate the teacher like Ivy league, Ivy (laughs) league. Um, but it's just like, you know, her, her vision before her first four weeks is like super soft and she can only see high contrast images. Yeah, and so is, yeah. it's like really, it's really cool to see her eyes start to like focus in on some of mm-hmm. these, and just like see her eyes like slowly glance at these things. Um, she's already like I didn't I I'm trying to figure out, but like, you know, everyone thinks that their kid is advanced in some way, but I put her on her stomach for like tummy time or whatever, and she's gotten really good at pu- like pushing herself back onto her back, um, mm. and so. She's like, all right, you're turning over faster than I thought you would. Yeah. Um,
0: but quick. she
1: can't. Yeah, she can't get from her back onto her stomach yet.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, that's which fine. Is probably
1: a good thing. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's wild, is what it is.
0: Yeah, I still have one of the first videos Lena sent me. I was at work and Gordon flipped himself over from his st- stomach to his back. And you know what was the motivating factor for that? What? TV.
1: Yeah, I get it.
0: TV, yeah, that, that boy loves TV. Half our conversations are about TV.
1: I mean, kid, 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 understands that he's growing up in the golden age of content. So, man,
0: can't you know, tell it, him no. I will. Say, <laughs> you you very quickly find yourself talking to to your significant other about like back in my day because yeah <laughs> because. The, like gordon will complain about the dumbest thing like well not the dumbest he'll complain about like commercials for instance right and it's like dude consider yourself lucky the you know you get to watch you get to just watch endless episodes of your favorite tv show we didn't get we didn't have that luxury like you you might get half an hour of your favorite tv show a day if you know if you were lucky like that consider that a good day because sometimes you didn't get any episodes of your favorite show um the other thing is though it's kind of crazy how complicated navigating through a menu is like we have YouTube TV, but like we have fire sticks or most of our TVs. And so he can't figure, like he would never be able to figure, not never, but he absolutely cannot figure out how to get like, turn the TV on and get to say Disney and turn on and how to turn on bluey. Um, He, he needs somebody to do that for him all the time. When I was three, I was going down to I was going downstairs by myself and turning on the Nintendo. You know, you have to get the TV to channel oh, three. Yeah, you learn how to recognize channel three real fast at that age. Real uh, fast. T- t- turn on the Nintendo. Put in uh, put in Super Mario or Duck Hunt or whatever, and uh, and have at it. So, the the menus on on technology in general is very complicated. And yeah, I'm like, yo, you got to learn how to read like quick. He recognizes letters, but Putting, putting them together to words, not there. Not there at all. And he's he's more than content to have mom and dad figure it out for him. But um, he, that also means that he's completely reliant on us. And when we're not interested in letting him watch TV because it's a weekday, for instance, then he is sore out of luck.
1: Yeah. I mean, he understands that he's got two assistants that work for him. And so <laughs> why do it yourself?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh I, I forgot to mention that grandma did leave today, so we dropped her off at the airport. And so mm-hmm. it's just bad to a, a two adult household, uh, once again, which is a little bit unfortunate. Lane and I can't like take little um trips outside the house, um, even after he goes to bed. So that sucks. But um yeah, that also means that the the person who's like you know, he he would go down to the basement like when he wakes up in the morning and Plan her, plan the iPad or watch TV with her or something. And she was more than happy to, to turn on the shows that he wanted. And so that's all that's out. So we're back to back to structure, back to the structure that mom and dad like. Uh, and he's he's lost that that person of ultimate flexibility.
1: I mean, I can't wait to get to that point and just like share like the experiences that I'm that I'll be going through with you. And yeah compare to see like how it worked for you and for gordon you know, in the way that gordon is a kid and how it's going to work for riley um yeah it's fun dude it's fun man it's such a choose your own adventure there's like no re- real right or wrong <laughs> answer you know what i mean like right people give people give um advice and i find myself giving advice to my friends who don't have kids yet of like what to buy and what, and what to do and it's just like listen take everything we say with a grain of salt. Like, it's going to be so different. Some things will be the same. But, like you said, like, every kid's so different that you really have no idea what things may end up being like. So you've got to,
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's no way out but through. And so you just got to, like, bear down, you know?
0: Yeah, ain't that the truth? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you'll you'll get through there. You'll get through there.
1: Yeah, I mean, we live on a floor with, like, eight out of ten apartments that have young kids. And all of them, whenever they see me, like, I remember I met one of the neighbors when I was throwing the trash out in the compost room. And she goes, dude, you look like you're going through it. I'm telling you, (laughs) the first three months are the hardest. And I'm telling you, dude, when she was talking to me, I felt like I could barely see her. Like, that's how tired I was. Because she looked at me and she goes, dude, you're good, man. The first three months are tough, mm-hmm. but you'll get through it. And then I felt like she felt like awkward because I was like not saying much because I was just like staring at her. Yeah, yeah. But I, I caught up with her later. She goes, I was like, dude, I'm so... I was like, I really appreciate you leading the conversation the last time we spoke because I felt like a zombie. And she goes, yeah, <laughs> you definitely look like a zombie. But like I yeah. said, the first three months are the hardest. And so everyone's been really mm-hmm. nice and generous with us but um it was so funny that that same um or different neighbor ended up knocking on the door and i like people don't really knock on doors like you don't you know we live in a building that you have to ask the doorman before you come up so when somebody knocks right like i almost am not conditioned to hear it and so carolyn goes i think someone's knocking on the door and like oliver was barking and i was like i don't think so I go over and I look through the people and I can't see anyone. But then I look down and it's like these little kids standing in front of our door. <laughs> and so I open the door. It's just a little kid goes. These are my old toys. I want wow. to have them. Wow. And I I was like, what? It's like what's going on? And then like her uh, his his mom goes, hey, like you know, you know, right? We're, we're we're done with these toys. It feels like everyone on the floor is doing like a toy share, where like it just toys just mm. go from like yeah, yeah. apartment to apartment. So I I'll, I take everything, and it's just like well we'll see if we use it, you know. Right. But it's better to have and then to not need, than to need and not have. And so it's been fun. It's been fun, and like everyone, like you know, babies cry, right? So like we've heard babies wail from every apartment and so it's just our turn now so i i mm-hmm. kind of feel in that sense no real like i can imagine if i live in a rental unit that like i feel a certain type of way because probably people are like banging on the walls like you know shut that baby up but <laughs> when you live in like a really family-friendly building it's like it's pretty much expected that like there's a shit ton of kids at all ages
0: yeah yeah <sighs> yeah it is Let's out yeah. of here. Let's get out of here. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Well, I'm Reza.
1: I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see everyone next week.